Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, where we hope to discuss and learn more about effective creative process. I'm joined today by the man that's been collaging, Paul Bentz. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And artist, Bernie Timko. Hi, hello everyone. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's how's the last year been for you? Like it's it's been a bit crazy, hasn't it? Everyone being locked inside and Yep, it's been very crazy and I wasn't happy for most of the time. <laughs> but it gave me the opportunity to to paint much more than before and kind of really focus. But yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it was like very stressful and sometimes it's just kind of interfering with the creative process because of anxiety you know and all that stuff and you know trying to survive and and everything but yeah i guess it was was good for you know because of social media it made it bearable you know i kind of made friends on social media and uh, met amazing artists through it and so because of that it was actually good year for my art and um yeah selling pictures i guess as well but I can't wait till things are normal again. Were you, were you, were, how productive were you during this period? Were you more productive than you normally are or less productive? Yeah, I would say more productive. Like I'm pretty much painting every day. Um, and, you know, I have a few days off sometimes when I feel kind of burnt out and I just need to chill out a bit and, um, yeah, get some new ideas and inspirations and, and plan for like a, some, something different, you know, a different palette. Uh, painting different people or or something um yeah but definitely more productive how was it for you guys like this this weird year or it's more than a year actually yeah (laughs) it's just going on forever it's kind of been up and down i think there's been moments when it's been really tough i mean first lockdown the weather was amazing but i Mm. had i I had two children to look after and homeschooling on my own for 10 weeks it was Oh, a, that sounds a, hard. A special time. <laughs> a special time, I call it. But there was good moments in it as well. And I feel I've been quite creative as well. I, I keep trying to produce, you know, all the way through it, you know, as much as I can anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think even though the times with the family at times were challenging, it was also those moments where you probably won't get again because the children, you know, will never have that time. My mm, children yeah. are that, that age and at home and, and, and moments it was tough. But I think the overarching feeling is one of um, kind of, you know, gratitude, I suppose, for having that time, even though it like the moments where I wanted to kill them. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably had the same moments with you, Paul, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, Dan, for sure. For sure. <laughs> what about you, mate? How was it for you? You've been all right, haven't you? You've been working all the way through it. I've, I've, I've been really fortunate. I've got a job that's meant that I've been able to work from home. Um, and I've been like, just, you know, same as Bernie just said, to be honest with you, it's been up and down being stuck indoors is no fun, but I have also been trying to make the most of this as well. I I had these really grand ideas right at the beginning. If you'd have spoken to me sort of the end of March last year, I'd have been like, right, I'm going to spend every day doing 20 minutes meditation. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be super productive. (laughs) And then by like late April, I think I was just eating about four pizzas a week. <laughs> I was sat. eating four pizzas a day. <laughs> <laughs> just like sat in my pants, watching telly, like just not being productive at that's, all. That's not a nice mental image that you've created there, Dan, in your, in your white pants. <laughs> smoking a pipe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's been it's been up and down, isn't it? Bernadette, may I ask hmm? you a question? Um, yeah. So, uh, were you creative when you were younger? Is it something that's grown in you since you know? Has it always been part of you, creating, drawing, painting? Yeah, exactly. It was always it was always like I can't remember the exact moment when it started or or anything. You know, like it wasn't a decision. I felt like I was I was born like this. You know, I as a child I always felt like you know i don't want to go out and play i don't need like some special um toys and this and that i was just always really creative and wanted to cut up stuff and stick stuff together and draw and you know i just used to love like paint materials and and everything and yeah since i was nine uh i really tried to focus on drawing and actually learn how to draw and did little still lives for myself at home and, you know, try to really get into it and, and painting and everything and just learned through practice really. And later on, I was, uh, I went to an art school when I was 14. Um, and then I went to another art school again here in London. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was just always a part, part of my life, like a really big part. That sounds amazing. It sounds like your parents were really, really encouraging, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) They just really like didn't care. I guess they thought maybe I'd grow out of it. And also, yeah, my dad wasn't a a great dad or anything. He just gave no shit what everybody's doing at home kind of thing, you know? And my mom, I think, just like thought, you know, oh, let her do her thing, you know, she will realize she can't make a living out of it probably and she will do something else or, you know, but they didn't see any good examples, you know, that no one in the family is an artist or, you know, we didn't know any artists. So they just, you know, weren't able to see there is actual an actual thing about it, you know, and, and you can make a living and you can be happy and it can be your career and life. I don't think I come from a creative family either. I don't think there's anybody creative in my family. Like, but then, mm. but then, I, when I when I examined it a bit, there was a little bit. You know, there was bits, and I was wondering, like, do you think if your parents had had the chance to be creative, they would have always suggested there is no creativity in the matter? Of I don't know. Like, I mean, hmm, my dad was a bit creative, but he never like stuck with anything to to you know make it into something that you know supports the family or it's his career or or anything uh he was good at wood carving but not like as an artist he was employed for a while and uh, carving uh, patterns into coffins really weird <laughs> but uh but yeah and sometimes i was uh, sometimes i have him like uh draw the stencils and stuff and to to make it accurate and all that when I was a kid. And yeah, but pretty much that was like the only few moments when we hang out together, you know, and had something in common for a second. Um, but yeah, like, but, you know, he, he quite, didn't... He, that's hmm? quite a skill, isn't it, though? Like, if you think about it, it's quite, it, yeah. is, it is quite like, you know, it's hands-on making things which are quite complicated. And yeah. I, so I, th- I like, like maybe it is, maybe it is in, in your Yeah, family. I think he had something, you know, but I just don't see he, see him uh, as an artistic person or as a particularly deep person, although he was silent all the time. So I'm sure he had 
amazing conversations with himself. You know, he just didn't <laughs> let us let us in. You know, <laughs> so I'm just not really sure who who he is really. <laughs> can, can I ask um, what part of the world you're from? Yeah, I'm from Hungary. Hungary, uh, Hungary. Yeah. A lovely accent. I love the way. Nice oh, thank color. you. It's a weird accent. People never know where I'm from. You know, <laughs> usually they say I'm French or I'm I'm from Norway or Finland or somewhere. But yeah, yeah I don't it know. Does, it does have a bit of the Greta Thunberg in there. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm vegan as well, so you know, uh, might as well. <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> I placed it pretty quick. I used to go to a studio all the time, and I think there was a Hungarian guy that used to come and open for us. So I've sort of grown oh, really? up around the Hungarian accent. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me that it might not be something that people would know. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> you, you were just saying, obviously, that there's, there's a bunch of things that maybe happened when you were quite young, and, and maybe you weren't necessarily encouraged by your parents so much. But mm. what, who were there any big early influences like when you were starting out? Like Who gave you the drive to keep doing stuff? I don't, I don't think of like, you know, anybody like gave me that drive because I had it already. But if I had to mention somebody, it was like, it was a teacher in my primary school. Yeah. When I was about, um, maybe 13, 12, maybe 12. Um, and she used to, I literally forgot her name and, you know, like, it's not, she's not like an artist who you can like check out her works kind of thing, you know, mm. uh, she used to like, you know, um, teach drawing um in primary school but she was really good you know so she she always stayed with me later like after my lessons and and teach me perspective and how to actually draw from life and things like that you know like I did that at home on my own as well but I learned a lot from her you know just like through that little um you know lessons in the evenings and and that was really amazing and she got me ready to get into uh this fine art um, high school kind of thing as you yeah it would be like a high school in the uk uh but it focuses on on you know preparing you to go to uni uh and you know take on art you know in 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 uni or something so that's why you know i got in quite easily and yeah i'd never had problem with like you know the basis like perspective and and just seeing things the right way as you know I experienced like so many people in the UK never had that kind of education just like more conceptual or like oh just go wild you know but I think it's just really important to to have that base because you know going wild is all fun but you know when you just don't have that base I think you you get lost yeah quite easily you gotta know the rules yeah. before you can break them right yeah yeah exactly is, is <laughs> Sorry, is it is is your work like? Because if it, 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 I just look through your Instagram stream and it's beautiful, but my question is mm -hmm. like, do you, do you draw? Like, is it structured? Is there a way that you 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 create? I'm, I'm I know I'm being quite a, an amateur here, and I'm, I'm being you know I'm definitely not a painter in any way. Mm -hmm. But I mean, is is it how how do you structure a, a portrait, for instance? Is that is that is it quite the same process for all the portraits, or is it really intuitive? Is it you just put in paper? Would you do a pencil drawing beforehand or? No, no, it's very intuitive, you know, like sometimes, you know, I just go like straight with big marks, you know, like paint and just kind of, oh, I wash it out and scrape it back and then see where is it going, you know, I just let the paint talk to me and just 
tell me where to take it or when to stop or what to leave in. I like lucky accidents. And, um, but usually how I start it is just, uh, you know, like I, I get out of a fine brush, like a bigger brush and, and, uh, just catch in, you know, very loosely, literally like in one minute, just to see where the main, you know, like a portrait or whatever my subject is are in the paper or the canvas. And yeah, that's it. And I'm good to go and, and mix up the colors as I go. And, yeah, it's just very intuitive. I don't like to plan and, and you know, like take so much time to find every color and stuff. I just feel it and I don't need to think about the values and all that stuff mm-hmm. so much. You know, I don't pre-mix colors and yeah, I just have fun with it. Like as I go and enjoy where is it taking me, you know, I don't, I don't want to control it too much. That's interesting. I see. So in, in photography, but like we, you'd be, you have these things like, you know, be a label, you'd be a fashion photographer or a documentary photographer. Mm. How, how would you describe yourself if you were going to give yourself a, would it just be an artist or would you delve deeper than, than that? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't like put a label on myself, anything other than, you know, I am an artist, you know, I'm a painter, whatever, but I also, you know, um, studied sculpture and um, printmaking, mainly did etchings and stuff. And, you know, I'm all of those, I guess. And but I mainly painter, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't go deeper or like I don't have some, you know, spiritual <laughs> cloud around it or anything, you know. <laughs> just, I just paint. <laughs> I, can imagine, I can imagine you on your cloud if there, uh, Bernie, you sat on top of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you can't understand it, you know, like I don't even want to explain, you know. <laughs> Do you ever put much thought into it? Like, do you ever try and understand it? Do you ever try and work out where your ideas come from? Or me? Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, I don't know why I'm doing stuff. <laughs> you know, because I'm painting like you know specific things, and it's always quite, um, you know, like it can be repetitive, or like you know, I'm I'm painting people, or I'm using certain colors and and marks, and you know, so. I'm painting, you know, how I can paint right now, you know, um, and but it's always changing and evolving. And yeah, as you know, I am in, in, in life and as a person, but my ideas is just literally, you know, I see something and I just really feel the need to paint it. You know, I like the shapes and the colors and I just imagine it like so quickly. It just appears as a painting and I just, like, wow, you know, like, oh, that could be such a nice little brush mark, that little green or, oh, that shade would be so nice. And I just see like how the composition would work out. And I just get really excited, like from these nothing kind of moments that talk to me. And I don't feel like I have to question it. Just, just making think, something out of nothing, right? Yeah, I think it's like what you guys do in photography, like both of your works are kind of that isn't it like you you see something and like wow you know you you happy that you noticed it and maybe others wouldn't and he just talks to you and like why though you know like do you question it or you just like take that picture and and you know you take it with you that's interesting i i I think sometimes i'll just i i think when i'm out on the street it's mostly intuitive so i'm just i'm reacting to what i'm seeing and i'm hoping that i'm noticing you're right things that other people aren't noticing and then collectively when you try and put a group of them together that they may, they might have some deeper meaning um yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's really it's a really it's really i find that really difficult and you know, we talked about it before and we done it's not an easy process 
that. Like from something, some like you know, it could be something like a sign, or it could be a piece of like paper floating on in, in some kind of light. And it, they all together, they're just these abstract things that don't actually mean anything, but collectively, maybe they bring um, a, a deeper meaning. I think, hopefully, anyway, I'm not sure. I feel like I see some of the same things that you describe, Paul, in in Bernie's work. Like I, I see kindness, you know. Yeah, that. I, I love I love the texture in her work, and I love I love the the I don't know the, like the way it's 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 cut in, in in what you're using, how you're applying the paint and the portrait. So I like it. I can feel the people, you know. It's, it's like mm. I think it's like mm. I, I I like I honestly I've, I've I've literally spent like a couple of days looking at your work, and I'm I'm kind of. Like, I feel like I know you, which is an amazing thing, isn't it? With your work, oh, I feel... That's so nice. <laughs> you know, I think there's, there's, there's... You can see... And if you look through your Instagram stream, for instance, you can see how you developed as well. And it's, yeah. become, a, it's become more refined, isn't it? Like, I love I love the one you mm. posted today. I, 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 I keep looking at that and I just think... Mm. I, I just love the texture. I love how I can just kind of feel that person. And I think it's... And the one below, there's a guy um, in a shirt, a blue shirt, and mm. it's, it's just a wonderful Bernadette. It is. It's really like really special. What are How, you looking for, Bernadette? So when when you find a subject for your for your next painting, what what are you looking for? So these days, yeah, uh, since since this whole COVID and you know everything started, you know, a few months in, I joined this uh, group called Kenyo. I don't know if you came across those artists on Instagram. I always like put a little hashtag there as well and it's in my bio as well. Um, so it's a it's a collective of artists who, you know, we have a lot of uh, different chat rooms and stuff on Telegram and and uh, it's very like-minded uh, people of all ages and from all over the world. And uh, we share references of each of uh, of ourselves, you know, little selfies and different lights and what would be good to paint and, and you know, just things what we see and, you know, someone might want to paint it. And it was really amazing, like, you know, because you don't, you, you can't have a model sitting with you or you don't go and paint your friends and all that. So because of COVID, you know, I started to use photos a lot um, and before I didn't. Um, so... When I see, you know, someone and like I talk to them online and, you know, with some like we really like became friends, as you, you said, you know, you and, and Paul like just met online first and you had that kind of relationship, right? Yeah. yeah online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's just the same thing, you know? So yeah, with some of them, like, you know, I never met. Um, we just had a meetup, you know, not long ago and it was amazing, but some of them are still just these mysterious online people you know and like i don't i'm not sure if they exist you know or is this just a weird picture of whoever <laughs> just, <laughs> and, just just like a little avatar yeah and so yeah and we just th- those are just like constant inspiration you know there is like a big reference bank and you go into it and and what i look for is just people who i feel like i would like to know them or i would like to have a conversation with or people who i already know because we talk about art and 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 bullshit and we joke and you know um and take the piss out of each other and everything you know in in the chat and and it's just like yeah i don't know i feel like i can express myself through them because because of similarities or i recognize something in them that 
you know, kind of feel like it's attached to my soul in some way, you know, we are like-minded. I can, I can see that art. I can feel them through that as well. You know, like how you, you yeah, said yeah. you see my art and you kind of like feel like, um, you know me, I mean, Paul said it, but you know, so yeah, it's just that kind of thing. It's like, I, I, I want a nice kind of structure to the face. I want something that's kind of likable. I feel like, I don't know. I look for nice colors as well. Anything really. And just, I don't know, some things, some people just talk to me more than others. But I just don't, you know, sometimes there is no pattern, you know, like I paint all kinds of people. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want something interesting. And it's just depending on my mood, you know, every day is a bit different. You know, but I paint it today. I wouldn't paint it tomorrow, you know. Maybe I wouldn't find it interesting at all. So I don't know. It's just weird. It's really beautiful that in this time of everyone being so far apart that you're able to find this little group of people that you can yeah. get close with, that you can sort of build these new, really nice relationships with. I, yeah. I think that's, that's just like a really beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm grateful for it, actually. I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot like, you know, this Idle Hand Society, you know, uh, this all formed out of out of the back of that as well you know like yeah. I, I think there's been a lot of little groups that have sprung up and lots of really nice relationships that have just been fostered over this thing where maybe we wouldn't really have had these opportunities to spend this much time with each other because of For geography sure. or whatever you know mm. yeah that's incredibly cool i wonder whether or not paul do you think maybe we can get an invite to one of these little groups that'd be amazing yeah invite, invite us in come on yeah, I can try. Yeah, sure. We've got we've got huge catalogs of references for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but then you guys have to paint as well, or do some digital painting. Oh, or I'd love to try and paint. Drawing. I or would something. love to try and paint. I don't know what I'm doing. Though. This do is it. the thing. My other half is actually an art teacher, and she's. I keep talking about wanting to learn to paint, and you know, she's mm-hmm. very quick to be. Oh, I'll show you. But I, every single time, I just. I don't know. I worry. I worry about starting at the bottom of that learning curve again. <laughs> well, where, where, where does she paint or is she a painter or, or she she teaches uh, kids or or adults she, or she teaches in a secondary school um nice, yeah. so she runs the art department in a, in a secondary school here in kent mm. she can paint um but she's mainly an illustrator nice she does a lot of stuff with pencils but yeah i i, I can barely spell my own name like my handwriting is terrible <laughs> I, i've got no artistic talents to speak of whatsoever so I think anything I do will look really, really abstract. Not on purpose, just... (laughs) (laughs) I I, I kind of, I I think that, like, if you think about how you started out when you started out taking pictures and how terrible they were, right? And that journey... Still are. (laughs) But but yeah, yeah, you said it. (laughs) that, That investment of time that you've put in to try and improve your practice. And if you apply that same investment of time to another creative process. There's no doubt that maybe you won't become the best painter, but you would definitely become a better painter, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, it's taken me 20 years to get as as bad as I am at photography, so I think I'm in for a bit of a rough ride if I start painting now, but I, I will do Wait. it one day. I will. Maybe one day soon. You studied it like 20 years ago, photography? Yeah. And why? Or Or... It just, was it just kind of like an accident and you're just like, oh, I actually like it. And you were looking for those moments. So I, I, I took it at school. It was an A-level. Um, oh. So back then everything was on film. I think it was like the beginning of digital cameras, but my school was really 
broke. So we did have a digital camera in the uh, department, but it had like a floppy disk in it. And I'm not even joking, you know, like the old three and a half inch floppy disks. It literally had one of those in it. And 50% of the time, the floppy disk would corrupt. So um, you'd mainly worked on, on film. So everything was in the dark room. It was kind mm. of magical, really. How did you, Hugh, Hugh described it the other week, didn't he, Paul, as being a bit womb-like. You're in this yeah. like really warm, red, red dark base. red environment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. But but yeah, that's kind of what attracted me to it in the first place. First born, see, Dan, you're first born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that that's what attracted me to it in the first place. So I definitely didn't start out as early as nine like you did, Bernie. <laughs> I did a bit of uh, film photography as well. Like, I, I don't know anything about it. I was just always winging it, you know, like I just kind of looked it up. Oh, what film do I need for this camera? You know, I just picked it up in a charity shop or so- somewhere and, you know, prayed for it to work. And, you know, I did a, I did some photography, you know, in, in my studios and in school and all that, you know, like half of it was always just like, you know, just too dark or too bright or something. I had no idea what I'm doing. But yeah, it definitely has has a charm to it. Really like it. Yeah, for sure, it definitely does. Like you said, you were doing um, some stuff on photography and that kind of stuff, and you were also talking about uh, references that you were sending in this group earlier. Is that yeah. where you get your inspiration from nowadays? Like, is it is it mainly from photos? Like, because I the other thing I see in your work is like that they look quite cinematic. Well, I guess it is. You know the the photos. But in the same time, you know, like there are a few that you wouldn't tell that is from life, you know, like I paint my my husband or, you know, an occasional um, interior or, or, you know, something else. And, you know, sometimes it's from life, but you couldn't tell really, you know, like because mm. I, I paint both of the, you know, both ways the same way, I guess, because I for, you know, most of my life I painted from life. So I got used to to that a lot and when something is in the photo i kind of imagine it you know like what it would be like if it was in front of me yeah do you know what i was convinced Hmm? that everything you were doing was from life i feel (laughs) like i've seen enough paintings now that i can tell particularly as a as a photographer like oh yeah you you see the distortion from the lens like replicated in paint and you can yeah. almost tell that, oh, okay, that was taken with a really wide lens, really close up because their face uh-huh. was kind of smudged across the screen. Like phone people, people that paint a lot from phone cameras, yeah. um, particularly if that's how they started, like you can almost see it, like people's yeah. heads kind of bubble and do weird things. Yeah, no, sometimes I like the distortion. Like there are, there are some artists who, who does that kind of wonky, you know, distorted uh, perspective, you know, on people, fa- people's faces and and it's, it's amazing. Like, I don't quite have that, you know, In I can't really get away from like, oh, how it should look like, you know, like uh, in a normal scenario or in life, you know, so, so I, I'm not really good at that. So I kind of normalize it in my head or in my painting, even if something is distorted, I'm like, yeah, that hand shouldn't be so big just because it's closer <laughs> to the camera, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. It looks weird. It looks wrong. Do you know, uh, Bernadette, there's, there's, um, there's loads of texture in your work. What, what? I suppose it may be, but what do you try to say with the texture? Is it trying to invoke m- meaning or, or emotion? Is, is, is there like, is there a purpose to the texture within the within the, the painting? 
Weather texture, you mean like that comes from the surface I paint on yeah. or the, the paint, the application? I suppose, yeah, I suppose both, I suppose. Really. Which, like, I, I'm just interested in that, in the way that like the paint, because it's, it's quite, some of the brush strokes are quite strong and yeah. it, I just love the texture within your work. And I'm just wondering, like, is, is that a considered like process before you start painting? Do you choose paper and mm. thinking you want it rougher or smoother or yeah. uh, no i always like kind of rougher uh surfaces you know something that has has tooth you know and and um because you know when something is just sliding around too much uh, i'm just not really enjoying that kind of process i like when you know i put down a mark and it can stay if i want it to stay and right. I just really, I just really love the paint, you know, itself. So, you know, when I mix up something and like, it's a nice, you know, loaded brush and I make a mark and I just like, wow, I love that mark so much, you know, and you know, it's, it's an accident really. It's just the nature of the paint, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I, I made that mark so beautiful. Like, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's in my hand. It's kind of my signature way of how I do things or whatever. And, you know, someone else would use the brush differently, but, you know, in the same time, it's just the, 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 the oil paint and the, the medium I'm using. And it just makes it like just nice, you know, it's a nice material. Like, you know, you can't really fuck it up like <laughs> too much, you know, I mean, you <laughs> I, can, but I, you know, it's quite genius when somebody's just making it so ugly, you know, like <laughs> I could fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's same, same, same thing. <laughs> but I, I think there's a beautiful thing about oil. Like, I really love the look of oil paint. It's mm. there's something kind of magical about the way that you could never lay it down the same way twice, right? The mm. brush maybe is leaning over one way, or like there's more or less paint on the brush. Like, whenever you look at an oil painting up close, you just think like there's not a square inch of this painting that could be replicated by another person perfectly. Like it will never happen again in the same way. It's a complete yeah. random act, not an accident. It, it is an accident sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like people try to, you know, like do a master copy and, you know, paint like Velasquez or whatever and hoping to learn something from it and shit like that. I was never into that kind of stuff, you know, like, I never really did a master copy. I don't think I remember that. Uh, or, or, you know, copy something so carefully. It's just not my style. I don't think I, I would get any joy out of it. You know, it's just not my thing. But yeah, I like that accidental um, process, you know, like the, the marks are just doing their thing. And I just like to let the, the oil paint breathe, you know, and just like do its thing and just tell me what to do. I hear Hunter S. Thompson used to um, write out Ernest Hemingway lines. He just used mm -hmm. to type them out on his typewriter just to see what it felt like to to write those lines. And how did it feel like? I have no idea how it actually <laughs> felt. <laughs> it didn't... felt. You know, my bloody, I spelled my spelling mistake, got some tipex, so he didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bernadette, what's more important to you? Uh, the, 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 the painting or, or the act of painting or the finished result? Um, I guess it's equal, but in the same time, I don't know. For, so for example, like I can't really, I can't really have a really good painting if I'm not enjoying myself 
when I'm doing it, you know, like sometimes I get annoyed. Sometimes I'm having a shit day. I'm stressed because of a million things. Um, I don't want to mix paint. It pisses me off because I don't get it or whatever, you know. Um, so, you know, I can't have a good result. And the same time, you know, like if, if I have a, you know, like a really good time painting and like, oh, it's so playful and I love painting and all that. And the, the, you know, the end result is shit. I'm not going to be happy in it. It's just like, oh, but I had fun painting, you know, so why is it so shit? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to be happy either way, you know, so it's both have to come together, you know, like I have a vision, but it's not so kind of like, you know, it's not kind of, um, so rigid that I can't change it, you know, while it's happening, you know, I, I don't like that kind of control, but I have a vision. I'm excited about it. So yeah, it's just both, both equal, I guess. It sounds like you really just ride the wave. Yeah. How do you know when it's finished? Like I, I've, I've always wondered this particularly with painting. Cause I, I know that I'm a bit of a, not so much a control freak, but maybe a bit of a perfectionist. And I find it hard to let go of something. I, I don't know if it would ever look finished to me. How, how do you know it's done? Um, when I'm bored of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great sometimes, answer. Sometimes it's just really like, I can't be bothered to do more when it's just, it could be done now, you know, like, you know, if, if I put the, the, the picture that I'm working from next to the painting, you know, I would feel like, and, and everybody see it. I might feel like, oh my God, it's not finished. People would say like, oh, you could do something more here and there and oh, that color and da, da, da. But the, the, the picture, like the photograph doesn't matter, you know, like the painting has its own life, you know, it doesn't matter like, you know, is it from life? Is it from a photo? Is it imagination? It has to work, you know, for its own right. And, you know, sometimes like today, um, what I posted today, you know, I painted it yesterday, but, um, I wasn't like going to paint like a really quick picture in an hour. It literally like it was an hour because I really liked it at that stage, you know, so I was like, I don't have to like take it further, you know, I don't have to push it and like make everything like, oh, you know, his coat should be more kind of like, you know, where is the sleeve, where is his arm in it? And who cares? You know, everybody knows it's a person and that he has a body and, you know, he's wearing a dark coat. It doesn't matter. Like I like the shape and, and, and how it's kind of cut out. And yeah, I just like it. you know, sometimes it's just like the, that vigorous movement on the, the pain uh, and the shapes they just have a nice harmony and i just like it and sometimes i'm just like oh that's done you know or like i get excited about something else and i just want to start another painting quickly i really like that as a philosophy you mentioned mm -hmm. once or twice though in there that sort of what other people would think is that something you're considering when you're working mm, well i mean you mean the, the the finished result like for example like when i post on insta and what people would think or yeah, like whatever it is you're doing with it, whether you're sending it to an exhibition or posting it on mm. Instagram or, or or selling it somewhere, like, are you actively thinking like people people will like this or they won't like this, or do you just carry on? Not really. Like, I'm not thinking about it. I, you know, I over, I only like said it because you know, if for example they seen you know the photo I'm working from, you know, they might say like, oh, it should be more like this or more like that, but it just doesn't matter you know, because they only see the painting, you know, other than, you know, the, those people in that uh, artist group who they, they see the references all the time. And sometimes we paint the same references and it's amazing to oh, see really? like how, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you know to to see how differently people you know paint the same thing the exact same thing not even just the same person and you know everything different like the colors and the, the size and the person looks different and and but it's it's just really amazing you know it doesn't matter you know what the photo looks like or you know it's it's kind of like a self portrait in the same time you know you're so engaged with it it's just a little statement of how you feel why you painting it what what your mindset is you know what colors you're using is it really dark is it are you feeling shitty or are you feeling happy is it really click painting is it very detailed are you patient i don't know it just it just tells a lot i think it must feel really nice as well to see the same thing from someone else's perspective. So you can see, oh, that's what I was picking up from in this painting. And maybe yeah. I didn't see this element or that element. Mm, but in the same time, you know, like I don't like to think too much about, oh, what people think or what, whatever, you know, like not everybody going to like it or not everybody going to hate it either. You know, like the right people who can relate to your art and your vision gonna find you you know and then follow you and see it and and it's just uh i don't know and then you all meet in a happy place you know and then the rest of the world you know they can like um photorealism and uh, surrealism and crazy stuff whatever conceptual art do you think about like when you when you put out a photograph do you think like oh is it worthy like why you know is it a is it worthy to call it photography or is it just a little snapshot anyone can do or do you more, think about that more now than than before yeah i think maybe since starting this podcast it's talking so much about the kind of the creative side of it i i do feel like more so today and sometimes i'm editing on the way in right sometimes i'm looking through the lens and thinking nah this is no good before i've even pressed the shutter but i guess the the thing is with photography is we don't have that thing that you guys have with the painting where you can see something that like the version of it that somebody else might have done, right? So if, if, if you have two or three painters or something, all, all work from the same reference, like me and Paul will never have that. Me and Paul will never have the ability to see, oh, this is the thing I saw or versus this is the thing I saw, unless we were literally just on top of each other trying to take the same photo. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you put um, an apple on a table and you said that 20 artists and 20 photographers go into the room and take a picture of the apple, but none of them would be the same. And they yeah. just they just would because of people's interpretation, the relationship to the apple, how they were feeling that day. You know, all of these things will correlate to how that picture is going to transform. So, all of your lived experience, everything you've done in your life, mm. is is kind of a result of what your output is right now. And obviously, because you life changes and you have various life experiences, some good and some bad. That that hopefully, if you're kind of honest with your craft i suppose and even not if you're honest but i think if you just allow that to come to the surface then that hopefully should resonate in i'm thinking in the work that you produce doesn't it what do you think yeah definitely definitely i think it's like you know no one else has your eyes you know like no one else gonna ever see something the same way as you describe it you know um even if you show some somebody a photograph you took you know and and you have certain feelings towards that photograph you knew where you seen it like with that moment where you did the photo how you felt what happened that day or who are those people on it or that building or whatever and why you felt the need to take a photo you know some people would be just like oh yeah that's cool you know and that's it 
and you might have like some really deep meaning to it because of what you were thinking and like wow you know it's really resonate you that moment you know i'm always just thinking you know like there there is a, a moment in time that sometimes you recognize and it becomes special and other times it's just really not special you know because it's just a mundane moment like it has nothing in it so why that day in that moment you recognize it and and you you feel something from that moment and and you know it makes you think and makes you wonder and and have questions for yourself or you just like something more than more than someone else i don't know it's just all strange but sometimes in the same time you're just not really questioning it isn't it like it's just a moment you just like oh i have to take that picture and sometimes you don't have time isn't it because things are moving or whatever right right the thing I find really interesting about that is obviously you're talking about a moment in time and the way I've always perceived a painting is almost like it's a very, very long moment in time. Like, I guess if you speak yeah. to people like myself or Paul that are photographers, if you say a moment in time, we're thinking like a 250th of a second. <laughs> but if you're painting from life, so before we came mm. on air, Bernie was telling me that she did some, um, how, how would you describe it? You were you were kind of modeling. You were like a yeah yeah a life like model. an art model yeah yeah like a life model. So yeah, all, all those paintings and those drawings of you, like they were still a moment in time. But that moment in time may have been an hour or two, right? Yeah, I mean sometimes you know it was you know like a, a sculpture or a a painting of me or other people, other models, where you know for like three weeks, you know. So people go back every day, but then you you make a change every day. So depending how you feel, you can repaint the whole thing. You know, you can add texture. You can yeah. you can scrape everything back because, like, oh my god, what what was I thinking yesterday? It's all shit today. You know why? You know, you some some people you know walked out from the the studio yesterday really happy, like, oh, you know, it was a good day. I like it. You know, they came back in the morning. It's like, wow, this is so bad. You know. And like, why? You know, what changed? Nothing changed, you know, on the picture. But how you see it today with fresh eyes and a different mood or whatever, or maybe you were looking at paintings at home, you see it totally differently. So you're ready to change and, and almost like make a new painting on the same thing, but you, you see it differently today. That's what I find so interesting about these other mediums. Like you guys, when you're, when you're, when you, if you're making a sculpture or if you're, if you're painting or if you're drawing, stuff has happened during that. How many times have you blinked? How many times has your heart beat? You know, like there's all these different things that are, that are occurring at the same time as, as this work being made and, and people are having all these emotions that are going up and down and like all these thoughts that they're having. And, and that's all in that work. I find that really amazing. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's the same with photography, isn't it? Like, as I said, you know, some some things you find interesting today and you wouldn't take a picture tomorrow, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I guess that the difference is, is how finite it is and how final mm. it is. Like, you can do stuff with the photography. You might edit it a certain way or, if, you know, if you're, I guess, from from last week if you're luke then then maybe you might mix it with other with other photographs and that kind of stuff but yeah i think they're, they're very different animals right i think we're probably yeah. looking for the same thing ultimately we want mm. a similar outcome but i think the way we're getting there is so different yeah. i also but i also think that you know this idea of like putting the limitations upon what photography is for instance so like you know you so the act first of all is learning the technical skills 
then then it's trying to work out emotionally what you're trying to say and whether that's I, I mean more in your personal work than commission stuff but but in your personal work if you're trying to convey a message of some kind you can do that with a flat 2d images so you just shoot in a particular way but there is there is something that once you kind of i don't know it feels like once you push past the what the limitations of photography are that you can free it into a more i don't know a more painterly way maybe i mean by, by collaging and ripping and cutting and mixing and i think this there's, there's like the more the more I I do photography, so that like, that really interests me in in because it's just it becomes more complicated in in that yes you can have a great you can, you can do this with just you know documentary photography or different types of photography and it can just be still images but I I I feel like because we're so complicated as people that that somehow my work wants to rep represent that complication and maybe. I'm naive, and maybe it, it's it's. But I still like that 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 learning that 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 journey that I'm going on, trying to move from it best just being a flat 2D documentary image to 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 something more. I don't know. Me, does meaningful sound a bit wanky? But maybe, but maybe meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it sounds overly wanky. Uh, we're all trying to do something with a little bit of meaning. I know it all sounds a bit posh and boring, but. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing it right if that's the reality yeah you know, Ber bernie you've been doing this since you were since you were like nine and yeah you're you're what you're in your late 20s now right yeah 28 it's so, really not about you know it's just, i'm not not saying you know oh like you know it has meaning for to other people right, you know you're, like you're, but it has meaning to me so you know yes, and, and other people yes. find it other people find it in it you know it's like my life would be quite shit if I didn't have painting, you know? It's just, it's, it's my thing, you know? It's cathartic, right? There's, yeah. There's a real conviction in, in the way you speak about your work and how you, um, how you, I, I like, I love that kind of, do you know what I mean, Dan? It's kind of like, she's, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm <laughs> doing it. Right. And this is, this, this is the reasons why. And I don't give a shit about the external noise that's coming in. I'm, I'm, it's kind of a single mindedness of, mm. uh, and I think you, you, you kind of need that as well. I think it's really, cause you can, you can get like distracted by social media and, and whatever the fact that, you know, not getting the, the rewards or the gratitude that you think you should from external sources. And I think sometimes as artists, we kind of, it's natural for us all to doubt ourselves, but, um, I, I love, I love your steel, uh, Bernie. It feels like you, oh, you, you've got a really good attitude to it. I, I think I really like it. Thanks. I guess I de developed it really early on because as a teen and I, I got really focused on my studies, you know, like doing art and, and I couldn't give a shit about, on any other subjects, you know, other than, you know, I like literature and, and things that are more artistic. I was really rubbish with numbers and stuff, but, you know, uh, I was just really focusing on, you know, I was, you know, if I wasn't in school, you know, staying late and enjoying my own little things when nobody's there, you know, I was drawing at home or painting at home or doing silly stuff, you know, that's creative. Um, and, you know, I never was, you know, an outgoing person or, or went out drinking or anything. I never done any of it, you know, and I don't regret it. I, I wasn't that kind of person, you know, and because it's like art is, is just such a journey, you know, like I have so much to learn still. And I'm glad I didn't waste it so much time, you know, going out with, you know, stupid friends that, 
you know, I wouldn't know their name by now, you know, some of them or, or going out and drinking and stuff. I never drank or, you know, things like that. So I don't know, some people born like that, you know, kind of single-minded and, and find their passion and, and go for it. And, you know, it's kind of a tunnel vision and yeah, it's just, that's, that's what's important to me. You know, like I don't have other stuff. Can I ask how you, like, is, is, uh, being an artist your full-time job? Is this what you do day in, day out? Or do you have yeah. any, and how, how do you find, how's it been surviving financially this year? Has it been tough year or have you managed to get by all right? This year was actually better because people, I guess, sitting at home and they want to make themselves a bit happy with a, a painting, you know? So, you know, they are online more, you know, like they are on Insta more. And yeah, this was like the first year, you know, I, I started to sell online, you know, by myself. Before, I always just, you know, through galleries, through open exhibitions or, you know, people who I knew from from my school, you know, there were some posh people, you know, ready to, you know, throw <laughs> money at you and stuff. Um, so, so, yeah, but, but this year, actually, because of that, you know, because of COVID and all that is actually good. I lowered my prices for sure, uh, but the sizes of the paintings as well, they are small. And so I'm just happy to be, you know, more kind of, accessible for everybody you know any wallet can can you know afford it um so yeah it was actually good kind of financially but in the same time you know it's just so stressful sometimes it's just interfering with the creative process and everything because it's me and my husband and you know we have plans and stuff and you know covid just kind of like oh no stop you can't have plans you can't have anything just stay still in your rooms and you know um so yeah but still it was good though that i can make you know money from home and from what i love and i paint every day anyway so why not you know get something back from it that's really cool it's it's really cool that you've managed to to sort of turn something that's a passion into something that can help sustain you yeah you were saying about you sort of you've had to start painting smaller and more frequently to to, to to keep your your stuff kind of moving out the door has your process had to change much over time um during this year you mean or well, like I, I, just, in the last just, few years well yeah like, i don't know if if we just say in the last like five years just just to put a time frame mm. on i'm just like I'm, I'm interested to know obviously i'm sure if we was to look at your stuff five years ago or something mm. I, i'm sure you've improved a bunch but has your approach yeah. changed yeah i guess so i mean now it's just easier to, I don't know, my paint stuff are always just there on the table and I'm ready to do a little painting, you know, any time of the day, kind of almost like no matter how I feel, you know, other than if I'm just really not in the mood and I give myself permission to have a break and the day off and just watch movies or whatever. Um, but yeah, like before I was more kind of like, okay, I need to be alone. I need my own little space. I need a studio where I can be messy or, you know, I need, uh, you, I used to do large canvases mainly, you know. And uh, now how big I are we talking? Um, you know, like a six foot, you know, square oh. or whatever. Or uh, I painted some, you know, life-size people or whatever. And I used to destroy them all the time. I don't know. It's just kind of, um, I don't know. I, I see like the, the small, the smaller things are just nicer now. I feel like it's more manageable. I have the... I don't know. I have the energy for them, you know, and also the space, you know, like we don't have much space and it's just easier to kind of like, you know, sell as well. 
Um, Bernadette, I, I see that you do sculptures as well. I was just going to query, do you find making something like a sculpture, like a, this physical object, more rewarding than a painting? Or is it, is, it the same, is it the same reward process? I see it as the same. I haven't done sculpture, you know, so, you know since I uh, was on the course and, you know, I had the, the sculpture studios and everything. And I miss it, you know, I will return to it when I have the, you know, the space and everything. Um, but yeah, it's definitely helped me with painting and just seeing more 3D and knowing like, you know, sometimes you see a person from an angle and from another angle, it like suddenly looks like a different person. And like, so how closely you have to see and observe. But in the same time, you know, in painting, you can just really move away from it and just sometimes just work from like a really flat, crappy photo, you know, and just ignore all of that and just let the paint and the, the colors work for you and the shapes. But I think it's just both just really exciting from from different reasons. But I often think back to sculpture when I paint and or things, you know, like I, I learned from my tutors or or from the processes, you know, I really felt like it, I started sculpture because I was so kind of agitated on the end of my painting course here in London because, um, you know, it was always just painting models you know in a boring setup and it's just all fake like no one sits on the chair you know or like boring and just fake you know like I've never seen anyone sit on the chair like that other than in the (laughs) studio you know and then you know I just kind of like always just went and did my own thing and um yeah I, I felt like I just needed a break from painting uh just to kind of free free me up a bit and my my mark making and just be more immediate, you know. I kind of lost my way a bit at the end of my course um, in painting. It was just very boring and repetitive, and you know, I really find found the freedom in sculpture and just I like the physicality of it. I like you know bigger sculptures and then cast them in plaster and and you know hammer away, you know chisel away the 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 cast and everything. Yeah, I learned a lot from it actually. I still see how you're rebelling against that kind of setup, fake mm. looking scene. Like even now, when I look back through your paintings, I see everything looks kind of natural, like it, like it almost is a moment in time. Mm, yeah, I was always looking for that. I remember I had these little arguments with teachers. It's like, oh, you know, like the models always look so good on on their break. You know, they just sit down and like, oh, finally I can relax. It's like, why don't we paint that? You know. Why, why, why she or he has to fucking come out and sit down and with his, you know, proud and all looking out the window kind of thing. Like, who, you know, like he never does that. Holding his tummy in. I know, right? And like, I don't know who that person is, you know. Sometimes I thought, you know, like I used to talk to the models and, you know, they appear so different, you know, um, than when they are like sitting there like some weirdo, you know, and like I can't relate. I don't know who I'm painting, why this person looks the same as the other person because they all look, you know, the same on the <laughs> same chair under the same light. It's just so lame. Like, what are you learning from it just to, to, to paint a face like anybody's face? Did you do so that when you were a life model? No, I always, I was always natural. I was very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, writer, writer. <laughs> Dan, I got a Dan, I got a question for you, mate. I mean, and this is like looking through Bernadette's Instagram stream. 
Yeah. Um, and there's something that we talked about the other day about this idea of people lost in their own personal thoughts, right? Mm. And, and when you look through the portraits, can you, can you see that? Like, in, there's quite a lot of them, isn't there, where they, it, it, it's almost like these introspective moments where it, it feels like, I don't know that you can, you can see into their soul in a way that it, mm. it's like you're just pause. It's just, I don't know, I just, for me, it's like this idea, like we, me and Dan were talking about... The um, other space, right? That space where they're not maybe looking at you, or they are looking at you, but because of the way that they're looking, they, they also, you can see that the person's thinking, you know? Mm. There's this, mm. this is the idea, and I can see it a lot in your portraits. I, it's just the idea of what is the person thinking? What are they thinking about? And then, then you know, that goes, what is, what is Bernie thinking about? And, and it's just, it's just this, and then the layers and the texture, and I, I, God, it's great. It's really lovely. It's just really, really, um, it's, it's kind of moving in some ways. Do you think that that same thing happens in a photograph as it does in a painting, Dan? Or do you think it's more like? Do you think a painting can like evoke more emotion than a than a photograph? Or do you think they're on a level playing field? I don't know. I, I think like, I'm always looking for uh, a moment where that person has let their guard down, and you're kind of in there, and they're kind of lost in their own world. They're in this like other space. And that's when you take the photo, right? For me, that's what I'm looking for 100% of the time. And I think when when you and I, Paul, had that conversation, honestly, it's probably what I was looking at. A lot is probably some of Bernie's work and and some of the other people in 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 her in, in that in that collection. The, the, the is it called Kano? Kane, yeah, Kano. <laughs> it's probably really difficult to capture that in a painting and actually make it look like it's there. Yeah. But I imagine you must see it more than I do, right? Because I have to find it for like 125th of a second. And if I miss the moment, then I'm kind of fucked. But you can kind of paint that back in if you can get that person to drop their guard for long enough, like if they're in the room. I don't know. Is that what you're looking for? Are we just reading something into your art that isn't even no, there? No, I'm, I'm glad you guys see that. You know, I wouldn't like come out and just say like, oh, my art is about, you know, like make you think about what the person is thinking and it's just all so <laughs> poetic and lame, you know? But it is That, that is made poetic know? and lame. <laughs> yeah. we, we're too deep, man. We're way too deep, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we need a we, we need to hang around with Bernie a bit more. We need to grow some balls, I think. Man. No, no, <laughs> no. Like I'm, I'm very deep, you know. I'm very deep, uh, but it's just, you know, I'm not trying to paint that. It just comes naturally, you know. I couldn't not paint it if you if you know what I mean. I paint people that who I see that, you know, in mm. kind of like I, I you know, I. I never paint someone who I don't think they are deep or, you know, they are kind of like not on my, my page, you know, like on your, people. On your wavelength. Who, yeah. There's like, people, there's, hmm. there's like a mystery as well, like, because I think there's like, like I, I, it makes me like you, you're giving us just a little bit of information and then, you know, the, like the imagination is drawing in the rest. It's like a good children's book, you know, it's <laughs> like. But it, it does that. It's, it's, it's just giving you a hint of the person and it's, it's, it's not too strong. And it's like, and it just causes you to question and interrogate and look at the picture closer. Like, and, and, mm. and I think, like I said, the blind said earlier about the textures and then it kind of all kind of builds up to, yeah, it's great. Mon, I just, I'm sorry, I'm gushing now. I'm going to make you blush. But it yeah. is. Yeah, I'm glad you can't see me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's cool because, you know, like I never really 
like that kind of look when you know it's a person you know it's a portrait and it's that very specific person it cannot be anyone else you know it's just it's that person and you have to know him because it's him you know i paint yeah. more like a character you can relate to you know you you can imagine like i would be friends with that guy or or that's a that's a nice woman i would like to have a conversation I, i'm interested about her story but it could be anyone you know it's like oh she looks like this type of person like oh i met someone like that or i don't know it's just giving you a, a mood or a vibe you know it's just a, a glimpse of a world that you might you, that maybe you want to to be a part of for a second when you when you look at that painting and you get that mood you know from from that joint little conversation from my world, my my thinking process, my mood when I'm painting and that person's, you know, photograph or their presence, you know, when I paint them in front of me. And yeah, it's just that that joint little little world, you know. And the observer, right? Like so when I yeah. look at it, I'm also imparting yeah. some of my mood on there as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Because also like some paintings, you know, talk to you and some wouldn't, you know, but that painting talks to someone else. So it's just like they you know, these paintings are there and they finding their their little you know, the people who who gonna like them, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you ever find that there's there's like this little bridge that you have to sit on and you can't go too far in one or the other direction, but you don't want to be overly technical because you might lose something. But if, if you're not technical enough, then you've also lost it too. How do you strike that balance? Um, I don't really struggle with it these days. I think back in the days I used to be more kind of, I need to get the drawing right. You know, uh, I, I need to, you know, make it really believable, you know, like the 3D thing. And then, you know, there is a space behind the person and then there is the wall and, you know, there is more, I don't know, kind of more realistic or whatever. But these days I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm I'm longing for that freedom in the painting that just 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 let the painting be, you know, like let it be like what it wants to be. I, I'm not trying to control it too much. It's just just enough to like make me feel this is true to me. And in this moment, you know, like I can stop, you know, like I'm satisfied with it. I'm I'm always just kind of want to be more free with it, to be honest. I spent more, you know, many years with like focusing on the technical stuff, but I always wanted to get away from it, you know, like I felt like now I know it, you know, yeah. it's, it's always going to be like the skeleton always there, you know, I don't have to spoon feed you with it, you know, you know, like what's under a face, you know, you, you're going to recognize it. It's just like I let the colors and the shapes and, and, you know, years of experience of how to move a brush around or whatever, like speak instead of that. I don't feel like it's necessary. There is like many people who can do it, you know, so much better than I, I can. But uh, it's not it's not a joyful thing for me. I guess it's exactly what Paul kind of opened today's episode with. You have to sort of learn the rules to break them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think that's a really beautiful point to move on to today's shout outs before we close out today's show. Bernie, I don't know whether or not you've you've had time to prepare anything, but just at the end of every show, what we like to do is shout out a piece of work that somebody's doing or or just a person in general that doesn't have to be successful. Maybe they're less successful, maybe not. Just somebody that you're enjoying that you think other people should also check out. Oh, yeah. Well, um I'm going to send you something as well, like that you can maybe share on the post or whatever. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would give a shout out to 
um, Alex Wilby. Uh, he's in the KNU group. He's an amazing painter, just cool guy. Um, I really enjoy his work. And also Milo Hardno. He's the main brain behind the KNU group. Um, yeah, he is just, he's really good as well. And I love his paintings. Yeah, that is just way too many to mention. So I don't know. I, I sent I sent some names over, I guess. Y- yeah, you did. And actually, I, yeah. I did check out, I did check out their work and mm. I'm really keen to actually reach out to, to Alex and, and see if he's willing to be, to be on yeah, the I'm episode sure. as well. Yeah, I, I, I really love his work. And cool. to be honest with you, I'm not going to sit and name them, but I, I did spend a little while on that Kenyo uh, Instagram page, just like yeah. drooling over everyone's work because there's so good. many talented people in there. It's unbelievable. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to guys. trying to chat to as many of them as possible. Awesome. Spread the world of Kenyo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for introducing, introducing me to, to them because... The art world is My something pleasure. that I don't know an awful lot about. So I'm, I'm mm. really, I'm really glad that I know somebody like you that can introduce me to these really amazing people. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm sure they would be happy to talk to you and, you know, they are amazing people. So, yeah. Right. Well, guys, get in touch. Get in touch. Get in touch. <laughs> um, can I go next, Dan? Yeah. So um, I've got a book this week and it's called uh, Being In Between by a lady called Carol Mendelssohn. And um, it's all portraits of girls aged between uh, 10 and 12. And um, there's a little quote, each of them put a little quote alongside the picture. And when I first when I first opened it, I was like, wow, this is weird. Just the portraits are all shot the same way, like on a grey, dark background. Um, and it opens, I'm just going to read you the opening quote that goes alongside a girl called Mabel. And it says, I fear that one day we will all be the same that people would get an idea of how we should live and how we should act and how we should look like. And everyone will be afraid to be different. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and an 11-year-old girl said that? A 10-year-old girl called Mabel, yes. Mabel's hmm. got more clarity on her life than I have now at 35. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's, that's completely unbelievable. I can't believe really, that came out of the mouth of a 10-year-old. It's a really beautiful bunch of portraits. It's really, um, and it's that difficult age where, you know, girls are going from young girl into a young woman, I suppose. It's just, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's really powerful, really beautiful, really strong portraits. Um, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Have you been through that with, with your daughter? Has she seen this book? Uh, not, not yet. I haven't, um, shown her yet but i will uh, you know that's one of the things like in my collection of my book collection is that um i find myself buying books that will somehow um allow rosa to see how other children see the world you know i think that's one of the things i'm i'm interested in it's just it's just i suppose it is i can relate to it a lot i suppose because confusing times isn't it for young girls and how they find the place and that is, you know, that age is a really difficult age, I think. Um, it's, it is really a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful. Yeah, uh, I, it, it sounds it sounds really good. I, I'm going to have to try and find a copy of that, I think. Should I read you one more quote? Yeah, there's go one, for it. There's one from a girl called Joey, and she says, I don't like mushrooms because they taste weird in your mouth and they have a weird texture. 
When I'm an adult, I want to be an animal physiotherapist because it helps animals and you can take them swimming and help them to get their bones stronger and those kinds of things. I wish for everyone in the whole world to be treated equally and everyone to like dogs, so they should all have one. <laughs> See, that, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds more like something I might have said <laughs> when I was that age. No, well, that's way too profound for you, mate. It probably is. It probably is. This week's pick for me is the Difford's Guide. So there's a chap named Simon Difford who a very long time ago used to run, he was a drinks wholesaler, I think he's like an off-license somewhere in London. Um, and, and he, over the course of many, many years, has built a ridiculous archive of um, of cocktail recipes and he's got some recipes of his own and he's got some some like different bitters and stuff that he's kind of had made when you actually realize that the magnitude of this thing this guy has created it's just absolutely incredible and he makes literally all of these then he has them photographed in his house i'd, I'd love to be his photographer because <laughs> there must be someone in his house that's literally like drinking all these drinks with him i got one i got one final question bernie for you one final okay. question before we go um if you were an animal what animal would you be a monkey <laughs> you thought about this as well, Benny, right? Because you answered no, I very a, quickly. I just, I just yes, knew that. Like, I, I know this for a long time, you know. Like, I just, <laughs> it's just like the yeah, I would be like a little cappuccin monkey, you know, it's like really cheeky and steals from people, and just like they are like all so happy on the trees and stuff. I don't know, they're just cheeky. Yeah, I can't believe how quickly you answered that. I think yeah. Daniel, what would you be, Dan? Uh, probably a slug or something. A slug, <laughs> a slug you say? Oh, a slug, probably. No, my luck. <laughs> I don't slug. know. I, I don't know how good I've been in this life. I don't know what I get reincarnated as. Pr- probably something really rubbish. Okay, well, if you could I, choose a slug, I think maybe maybe you'd be like a a baby koala. <laughs> Me. All right. Good eye, my my name's Daniel Koala. <laughs> I just wanted to get an accent in. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All of that you knew you were going to do in a koala. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one more question. One more question. One more question. Love before we go. One tiny thing that brings you joy, Bernie. One tiny thing that brings you joy. Tiny thing. Um, chocolate. Chocolate. Yes, she likes chocolate like me. Dan. Yeah. Nice. Thank you very much. That was amazing. Really kind ah, of Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was lovely, actually. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, right, everybody. Uh, that's enough for this week. I will put everything we've mentioned in the show notes, as well as uh, a link to Bernie's work. And do you have a link to a shop or something we can share with people? Mm, not really. Just my Insta and website. Well, we'll, we'll make sure we, there's a link to your website and to your Insta. Yeah. Um, everybody that isn't following Bernie already definitely go follow her just tap the note i'll I'll leave a link uh it's at underscore bernadette underscore timco underscore artist Mm, too many many underscores there uh i'll I'll put a link in the show notes so that everyone can can go find that um but yeah definitely go go show bernie some love go go support her go buy a painting her work's Mm -hmm. amazing thanks then buy it now (laughs) <laughs> I'm, sending Thanks, sub- I'm sending you subconscious messages will buy it now well maybe it wasn't subconscious in any way <laughs> I, did, no. I didn't even mean subconscious i meant that other word that i can't think subliminal subliminal, subliminal yes <laughs> yeah it's See, not sub- it's not subliminal though paul if you're like buy the work so buy the buy work it, buy it now <laughs> that's creepy rather creepy <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's, it's not as creepy as paul it's like, what if i don't <laughs> 
feel like you might be doing more damage than good there, Paul. Yeah, I think I am. Sorry, I'll leave okay. that point. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next Thank week. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.